This week on the Derek's Live, we're talking about non-negotiable number two, having intentional joy. This one's going to change your fucking life, guys. Let's go. so shy so shy hey guys welcome to the Derek's live i'm sean i'm gonna be your host tonight with my beautiful wife emily how you doing tonight babe i am so good so glad to be talking about this oh yes yes all smiles and uh, no bullshit here we are bringing you non-negotiable number two tonight have you guys been uh, following along hope you uh, got to listen to last week's episode if you have not been following along, turn this shit off right now and at least go back to episode four so that you can read non or listen to non-negotiable number one, which is owning your shit. It's so important. You got to get a hold of that before you can move on to this. So turn this shit off. This is going to be garbage without that one. It's not garbage, but it, the, you have to understand the first non-negotiable. Oh, foundations. Because it, it really does. It lays the foundation and it makes if, this one mean a hundred times more because you understand yeah. it. If you don't get a hold of that owning your owning it thing, none of this else, nothing else matters yeah. until you decide to do that. So, so if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to episode four, turn it off, pause it, go back. <laughs> Uh, I, I really just want the extra listen on that episode for our podcast numbers. But honestly, you really have to get that one and, until until you're just it, it until the buck stops with you, until you own it, until it doesn't matter, unless you move it forward. Then uh, nothing, none of these other ones are going to fall into place for you. Yeah. So, well, this week, Emily, we're talking about having intentional joy. Um, this one um, is is really important. Yeah. You know. I, and it trips a lot of people. It up. trips. I think that when when we really got a hold of this, when when we started doing some some deep dive into these these non negotiables and what they were going to be for us, this one was kind of hokey, yeah. you know. And I think it's kind of because I struggle with it. Yeah, I've always been a glass half full kind of guy. You're the other way, you're a glass, you're glass half, half empty. empty. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, but that's that's just how I've always seen things, and so I've had to be pretty intentional about this one. Yeah. But it's been really easy to see its impact because of how fucking miserable I was before. (laughs) (laughs) That's a stress. I mean, I'll let you see it however you want to see it. I know that it's made a huge adjustment in just our day-to-day. Yeah. And allowing us to kind of feed off of each other's joy has really shifted the dynamic. Oh, and that's such a good point, dude, because as a couple, um, I know that sometimes we don't like to be around each other when we're in shitty moods, right? Like, um, I know that. Yeah. Like, that whole misery loves company oh, does yeah. not necessarily it mean like, no. like, please don't touch me. Please don't look at me. You're in my bubble. Please go away. Well, we all know that person in our life, right? That is just like the Debbie downer on everything, mm-hmm. right? The person that, that like at work that you don't want to talk to because they're going to fuck up your psyche. <laughs> um, it's the person that is just, they complain about everything. They're never happy with anything. Yeah. Right. And think, think about that person. There's a person in every one of your minds, you know, a, a year ago, that person was probably with <laughs> me. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I think that like, if you think about that though, right. And you think about man, like it's so easy for you to identify that person in your head. Can you imagine how impactful that one thing could be in your life? If you're that person hmm. Ooh, or, or just thinking about how impactful it is that that, in, that person came to your mind so quickly should be like that one, like just push over the edge that says, man, this is like, if, if that person's misery is so impactful to me that I don't want to be around them, what does that say about being 
joyful. Yeah. And having gratitude. Well, and maybe you have a person in your life that always makes you feel oh, good. Oh, yeah. There's those who, people too. Who is that person? Yeah. Like, who is that person? Like, when they call, like, your whole day, like, oh, yes, I get to talk to this person. Or, oh, I get to go have coffee with that yeah. person. Maybe you have that example of somebody who really does just bring you joy and what a difference that makes. Yeah. Maybe that will be the impact. Like you, now you can be that person yeah. for somebody else and you can be that person for yourself and for your family. Well, I could, Like I, as soon as you said that I, somebody came to mind for me, it's, it's your dad. Like he is just like, I don't know. I, we, uh, we've worked together and sold stuff together for a long time. And like it, he is, it takes a lot for him to get a bad mood. And yeah. he's just always like, all right, let's, let's fuck or whatever. Let's do it. He's always so, got a joke. Always, always something joke. snappy yeah. to say. He's very sarcastic. And so just, just as much as I can identify like the suck in the person that I don't want to be around, I can identify the person that, that is do. quite the opposite yeah. end of the spectrum. So um, th- I think that says a lot about the topic yeah. because it, it really puts you um, in a place to be either uh, moved forward or pushed to the side really, yeah. really quickly. Um, and it, it puts everything else into perspective in your life when you just choose to look at things from that, like, like nothing else. It's not that big a deal. That, yeah. that perspective of joy and gratitude. Yeah. And it's, it's not that it's not a big deal that it's, I'm not going to let the little things bother me. It's oh, not yeah. going to steal my joy. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. Well, I, th- I think when we choose to live life from a place of gratitude, the suck just doesn't suck that bad, yeah. right? Because even in the suck, you can find a lesson or a journey or a a, a building block yeah. to your progress. And so like when, like we were just talking earlier about like the perspective that it brings to a situation, like especially as parents. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's like, there's some of those nights that like, it's just like, oh my God, like <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking <laughs> having all these kids, you know? Um, but then like when you, when you really step back, and you you choose not to let all of the little things through the evening or through the day yeah. wreck your day. Um, and when you know, like it's when the kids are pulling the toys all over the place, and there's crap all over the room, and you've told them seven times to well, pick and you've the already room picked up, it up three times, right? and they've picked it up four times, and it's still a mess right. because they decided to pull everything out again. But, but but when you walk in the room and you. And you say, hey, you know what? I, this is not okay. I'm still upset. Yeah. Um, but you see things from a gratitude perspective. And like, I think I went in the room the other day and Isabel was over um, playing with her toys. And she just, she had them all set up and she wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing. <laughs> but it was like, she was, the, she was like almost performing like Toy Story yeah. style for well, her toys. Not you know? almost, she was. And it's just like, man, you can, you can just find so much happiness in that. Yeah. And it's like, hey, listen, I, it, it, at first I was upset because it's like, damn it, there's still a mess in here, <laughs> right? You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, but, but hey, that's, that's really creative. I'm glad you're having a lot of fun and it yeah. makes my heart so happy to see you in here like dancing and doing your thing, yeah. but let's, let's move on and do what we're supposed to do. And it allows you to kind of not get like just blown up in the moment. Well, and it allows them to to recognize that in you mm-hmm. and so one of the things that we've started doing when it's cleanup time and i probably should have let you in on this is we do the cleanup dance party clean up, clean and so there's several songs that they know and unfortunately the barney song is not one or fortunately i don't even know which way it is because like that's the one we grew up with, yeah right? the barney so- cleanup song but there's like really cool like hip-hop versions on on spotify that they know like different cleanup like songs. The old, like the Go Fish guys. And it's an old like Christian kids band. Yeah. I'm sure that there's, I don't know. They got the Jimmy song. If Get you, your Jimmy song. Yeah. If you like search Spotify or YouTube like for cleanup songs, there's like several of them that are like cleanup jams. And I'll be darn like dance party cleanup. And they do. They like, they clean up their space and it's fun and people laugh and they giggle and it's like this secret weapon and we don't have to lose our minds mm-hmm. like mom hack. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, you're talking about perspective and w- we had this really cool moment tonight with our five-year-old and tonight we had ballet class. And so ballet classes, it was just me and her. It was a unique situation where you were home. So you got to stay with the other two 
and I got to just go with her. And it would have been really easy for me to sit in the car or sit and do some work because I had like I brought my book, I brought my iPad, I was going to work. But instead, I I, I like I was just seeing the class through her eyes for a minute because she was just like I, I, she was like sparkling. Mm-hmm. And I sat on the floor and I just took pictures like the entire class. I probably took 50 pictures and four videos and not just of her, but like of her interacting with people. And they got to this point in class where they were trying to do turns across the room and they were, the teacher was trying to teach them how to spot in ballet class. So you don't get dizzy. And she got so upset. Like, I can't do that. It's too hard. She did it so good. Everybody's going to laugh at me because I'm going to fall down. And she came and sat down like she was just done. She wasn't going to try anymore. And I just kind of hugged her. And it was really cool. Her little best friend that's in her ballet class came up to her and encouraged her and like, hey, we can do this. We can do hard things. You can do it with me. And it was cool because the week prior is our five-year-old actually did the same thing for her friend. Mm -hmm. And she got upset and she's, I know I can't do it. I said, well, just go try. Even if you can't just try one time and I'll be darned. She got up and like asked the teacher for a little extra help. And the teacher was more than happy to oblige. And she did her spots across the floor. Well, you know, fast forward 45 minutes and we're home and I'm trying to cook dinner and the dogs vomited for the fourth time. And oh, she got into (laughs) something she was not supposed to have. And so she, (laughs) We've cleaned that up and I'm trying to cook dinner and the tea kettle's whistling and the music's blaring somewhere in the house. And I don't even know which we have like an Alexa problem. (laughs) I don't even know which Alexa it's blaring from the toddlers hanging off the back of the couch. The seven-year-old is screaming something because the five-year-old won't let her in the room. And I, you know, I walk back there and that's where the music's blaring from. And apparently the five-year-old wanted alone time in her room for some undisclosed reason. And so the seven-year-old was upset. And I said, well, you know, she needs to have a few minutes of quiet time or alone time. <clears throat> Let her have her space. And so the five, the seven-year-old went on and I kind of peeked in on the five-year-old just to see what she was doing. And she <clears throat> had changed out of her ballet clothes and she was in her footy pajamas, but she had set up a spot in the room. And when I say a spot, like when you're a dancer, you actually look for something on the wall. Yeah. So you don't fall over, right? (laughs) Yeah. So it it keeps you from getting dizzy. And so she had pulled a dinosaur box out of the closet and set it up on like a stack of things so that it was right at eye height. Give her something to look at. And she was twirling and spotting across her room to the music, just blaring. And she did it probably five or six times before she caught sight that I was watching her and she like just the biggest smile, the biggest grin. And she said, next week I'm going to be the very best turner in the class. Putting in the work. Putting in the work. And like she owned it. Like she, even though she did pretty good in class, like she knew she could do better Mm -hmm. and it was worth it to her to come home and really put in the effort and, and make it better. And it would have been really easy for me in the midst of all of the chaos that was going on, trying to get dinner on the table. We were already running behind. Everything was just chaos everywhere. But because we're looking for those moments of gratitude, because Mm -hmm. we're trying to be intentional about finding joy in all the moments, even the chaos, especially the chaos, it allowed me to see that moment, to see her step into who she is Mm -hmm. and recognize that she's working for this thing because she sees us working for this thing. Well, and I think sometimes when we, when we get, when we lose our joy, right? Because there's, there's been times in our life that it's, it's been really hard to find happiness and joy in things. Um, And you got to be intentional about this. Like you've got to make the decision to not be miserable. Right, you right. got to make the the choice to look at things from a half glass or a glass half full perspective. Yeah, and so <clears throat> I know that there there's been these these moments as parents that you kind of screw the pooch, right? <laughs> like you come in and, and like you've talked to the kids for the seventeenth time today, and you're done, and you let your your joy fall away from you. Yeah, and you you 
you almost like you neglect it, right? And so what happens is you end up missing those moments. Yeah. You end up blowing up the situation and what could have been this really, really sweet and precious time as a, a parent that you you have now this amazing memory of, of watching her own her process. Yeah. You could have gone in there and fucked that up pretty good. Yeah. And not had, like, that could have been just. And I have, yeah. I've done that a million times. And it's learning this process mm-hmm. that allowed me to take this, to slow down because I have, I've screwed that up, not just with her, but with all of our six we, kids. We all have, right? Like, I think we're all guilty of <laughs> yeah. that as parents. Like we don't see them in the moment. We see the mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see the chaos. And, and, and look, hard. it doesn't mean that the mess isn't a problem sometimes, right? Correct. Like we still need to address. To, to address it and walk through that process. But sometimes just your approach and how you you go about that correction in your life. And it's this isn't just with your kids, it's with everything. everything yeah. You know, sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. I know I've I've been really guilty like with work. Um I had a real like pretty just a, a depressing phase of my life where there was a lot of change going on at work and everything was falling apart. And when you're in commission sales, like I am like there's things need to go right or you don't make money. And so it, it was like just this snowball effect of one thing after another, after another. And before I knew it, like I just, I was just depressed and upset and it was really hard to function um, and be successful in my career because I was allowing those things to rob me of those moments of gratitude and joy. And it was when I made the decision to say, hey, like those things really in the grand scheme of things, yeah. like if I just do my part, don't matter. Yeah. And so when when you just put a smile on your face and and just just are just happy and, and look, when you make the decision at first, you're gonna have to fake it a yeah, little bit, right? Like and, and that sounds like pathetic, but um it's hard to get started with this one, especially yeah. if you're if you're prone or have a habit of just looking for the negative and everything. Yeah. Um, and there, there's people like that. I was one of those people I know. And I, I know lots of other people like that who are just, they're never happy and they always are looking for what's wrong with that. You probably um, dread going to dinner with those people because they send their plates back every time or, um, <laughs> So, we're I, not naming names. We're not naming names, but you know who you are. <laughs> it's me. It's, I, I, and it's not, I, my plate is always wrong, but I never send it back. But somebody else, else always sends my plate back. <laughs> like, no. But I mean, like for, for a while, like I know my, my brother used to make fun of me. He's like, dude, I hope there's nothing wrong with your dinner. <laughs> because it's going back, right? Yeah. Um, and now... There's still like, like, look, if, if you're going to, to a nice dinner and you're paying for a nice meal and it's just totally messed up, I think you can, from a, a place of joy yes. and gratitude, send that back. Right. And like, be gracious about uh, it. Like we don't yeah. need to be nasty. <laughs> but I, I have not always found grace in those moments. Yeah. And so this has really changed how I've had to force myself to interact with people because I'm a pretty direct person. If you don't know me in real life, um, there's not a lot of sugar on anything that comes out of my mouth. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I was actually talking with my son tonight and I was like, look, man, if I'm like, he's like, no, I know you're just going to, you're going to tell me like it is. I just know. So it's not a big deal. So, um, like if, if you know me, that's just how I am. And sometimes I forget that some of you guys are pussies and you can't take that. So I've got to, I've got to put a little bit of sugar on it and, and talk with grace and gratitude from that perspective. And it's, it's really forced me to communicate from a different, different place. So can I tell you something that you may not have put two and two together, but something that's very obvious to me since I've watched you start through this process and you're walking around with a smile on your face and you, you just kind of carry yourself differently that you are having so many more interactions and conversations with strangers about everything under the sun. I like talking to random people. It's one of my favorite pastimes. (laughs) If you're in line next to me at the grocery store, you're, we're talking, (laughs) but I feel like it's, it's more of an opportunity now and to see it's bringing you more joy to have these conversations. Like, oh, I got to talk to this person while I was in line at Subway, and it was just really fun. I had a whole conversation <laughs> about, about gastric, uh, gastric bypass this morning with a, a lady in Subway. I don't know how we even started talking about it. I mean, I'm a big dude, and she had just had surgery, but 
Um, it was, it was kind of, it was weird, but I mean, it was cool. I mean, you're, you're, you're meeting, um, all of these different people because you, when you, when you exude happiness, people want to know what the fuck is wrong with you. Cause like <laughs> Cause we were looking at some stats earlier, yeah. right? Like what's it like 20% of the country's on antidepressants right now. Yeah. So, and that's just like on medicine. Yeah. It's right. Not that's even. not the ones that are like self-medicating, <laughs> uh, smoking massive amounts of marijuana or massive amounts of like controlled substances, yeah. right? Like everybody's doing what they need to do to get through at this point yeah. because we're all just at this place. Um, but I, I think like when, when you, when people can see happiness on your face, it draws them into you. Yeah. Right. And so like, I know even in my professional life, just choosing to, to have that perspective has created more opportunity because naturally people want to have conversations, right. conversations make connections and connections make money. Yeah. That's just how life works. And so when, when you're able to lead from this place and, and just come from this place that, Hey, all this other bullshit doesn't matter. I can control me. I'm going to be happy about who I am yeah. and what I can give the world and everything else will just happen. Yeah. Right. And if it happens for me, great, but I'm going to go make it happen if it doesn't. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And we're going to own the process. Oh, yeah. So I know that, that that is, it's really been life changing for us. So, but I also feel like, and there are a lot of documented studies, but we've actually seen the natural results of this in our health. Mm -hmm. Like we're not dealing with the depression and the anxiety that we had a year ago, but like documented studies, like we were looking at like Mayo Clinic studies and like even VA stats that they're saying that laughter really is medicine. It really does work like medicine. Like the, the way that laughter affects the brain is how antidepressants affect the brain. It, it mimics that. So one of the things that we were looking at was when you laugh, it actually increases brain function and cognitive function. So they're seeing improvements in Parkinson's patients and patients with Alzheimer's. Isn't that crazy that like just, just being intentional about laughing a little bit can cure or, or at least affect Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's like that's, you said Alzheimer's, right? Alzheimer's. So like memory loss and and dementia. dementia. So it, like, that's huge. So a lot of you don't know this, but I actually have like um, a traumatic brain injury from a car accident. And one of the things they told me uh, several years ago was that I would be um, super short tempered, super short tempered, but I would also be likely to develop early onset dementia. Yeah. And that was really hard to hear. <laughs> It's dementia is, is a hard disease. And I worked as a caregiver with patients with dementia and it's a hard one for anybody that's ever worked with somebody or had a family member that with Mm -hmm. with dementia, it's really hard. And so hearing that at 30 years old or so was really depressing. Um, and I, I think I struggled with that for a long time and I kind of came to this place where I started researching, okay, if I'm a candidate for early onset dementia, how do I combat that? There's things I can do for my brain that will increase my likelihood of not getting dementia too. Mm -hmm. And so things like puzzles and reading books and looking at playing games and laughing and smiling, like that was the top of, I I can't even tell you how Mm -hmm. many studies I read, like go see a comedy show, join an improv group, because those are things that actually improve cognitive function and heal synapses in the brain. And they are documented studies over and over and over again that prove this, which is just wild. It's, it's crazy to me just how, how effective it really is. And so I, I think if, if you can really get a hold of this, it can change your, your, your life pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, and it's not just, it doesn't just change your life. It changes your kids's, your children's life, yeah. change your spouse's life. Um, because I know like when you're not happy, nobody probably wants to be around you. Right. And all of a sudden there's this shift in your demeanor and you really do start gravitating or pulling people towards you when yeah. you're, you take that perspective. And so it, it allows you to, to have a better relationship with the people in your life. <laughs> And in turn, be able to be more effective in whatever you're doing. Yeah. So I think that the first thing is that that you have to choose joy. Yeah. Like you can't just say, oh, I'm going to be happy. Um, you have to be intentional about yeah. it. 
And you have to get up every morning and make a decision that no matter what hits me in the face today, I'm going to smile back. Yeah. And there are going to be days that you don't wake up feeling joyful. Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) That 545 toddler kick in the throat is not always the best way to wake up. Or like a big soggy wet diaper right on the side of your face. Mm -hmm. Like just ass smashing. Hey, daddy. Mm -hmm. Or when she takes her diaper off and pees on the table. Oh, that was a fun (laughs) one. We've got a crazy two-year-old, y'all. Crazy. Crazy. And potty training is not going as smoothly as I had hoped. Hence the peeing on the table. Um, And, like, it would have been really easy to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, like, lose my mind. And instead, like, we laughed. (laughs) Like, And I posted on Facebook, like, hey, anybody have any tips for this one? (laughs) What do I do about this? This is new. And to see all... Child number six, and we've not seen this one before. No, this is a new one. And to see the moms out there, like, I feel sorry for you, but I needed this laughter this morning. Well, I think sometimes we take ourselves so fucking seriously that we forget to talk about, like, the suck. Like, look, it, it... it sucked that our two-year-old climbed on the table and like popped a squat, right? Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a fun moment, um, you know. You, but I think we we get so used to these like facades that we live on social media and yeah. our friends that we see just living these perfect lives that people people are posting piles of piss on a table at <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning, right? Like nobody wants to tell their friends about that, but we are, li- we're all living that, yes. right? And so you, you get put yourself on this island on social media where like, hey, I'm the only one that deals with all this bullshit that nobody else deals with because your life must be perfect over there in Tahiti while you're on vacation. Um, and I'm over here dealing with a pile of piss. <laughs> So I think it's important that like we share our struggles with each other yeah. because it, it makes life real and not just this like pile of glorified garbage. And it allows you to smile mm-hmm. in the stuff that is really not something that you like, would normally laugh about. Like grand scheme of things, towel, a yeah. little it, bit of bleach, and we moved on. Yeah. Like it was done. And all I got all of these other moms to just laugh yeah. for a few minutes this morning like, oh. I'm not the only one that's got a crazy kid. (laughs) And it was like, it was this sweet moment where these moms kind of just came together and like, you've got this, keep going. And we've all been there and maybe my kid didn't pee on the table, but totally have peed on the floor or peed outside on the bushes or like popped a squad at the play park while everybody else was just doing their thing. Like it was, it was just kind of this cool moment. Like moms, moms and dads, like we're in this together and it, it does suck sometimes, but there really is these sweet moments, even in the chaos, to find joy with other parents mm-hmm. and encourage them. Yeah, so so wake up every morning and, and decide that, hey, you know what? No matter what, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> like when you, when you decide that you're going to just have a, a perspective of joy, you, you have to look at like, everything through that perspective through that lens and just know that in the grand scheme of things like it's not that big a deal yeah it we can move on like Mm -hmm. it'll it'll pass right this too shall pass this too shall pass and so in those moments um i think there's you can identify some things in your life that make you happy so that in the suck you can reference those things um and make yourself smile right they'll help you fake it when you're first getting this thing started And so like we all have those, those memories or those songs that we like or videos that like little clips that you watch or something that just puts a smile on your face, yeah, right? What is the one thing that makes you laugh no matter how many times you've seen it or watched it or yeah. read it? So I, I was thinking about this one and, and for me, um, I've got one that came to mind really, really quick that I pull up from time to time. There's this video um, of this kid on YouTube and his parents He's in his room singing Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. <laughs> and he's fucking full-fledging it. Hand motions. He's probably, what do you say, like seven? Yeah, probably seven, maybe eight. Right around that age. Yeah. And and he's just like, he's getting it. He's on his, <laughs> like, pretending he's on a stage in front of 50,000 people just rocking. And his mom jumps in the door and goes, boo. And he, 
it's it just like I just guess. picture like it just it's so funny and the kid just like locks up he's like ah! and he falls like a board straight over so if kid if, if you're listening to this and that's you you have gotten me out of some dark times i want you to know that so thank you for that because when i'm just having a shit day i pull that video up every time and it's been around for 20 uh, like 15, 15 years, years. Yeah. i mean it's it's an old video yeah. it's it's so, not one of new. the original ones on youtube yeah <laughs> But it was like one of the first videos I ever saw on YouTube. It and it, probably one of the first viral like, oh man, years ago. I don't know about all the stats on that, but it was it's hilarious. Um, we love listening to comedy. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's kind of been one of our secret weapons. Oh, when yeah. we're having a hard time, when we've had a hard day, we close our day out with stand-up comedy yeah. on Netflix or on Prime TV or and YouTube or YouTube. Like yeah, there whatever. have been times that we were just both really struggling and it's like, it was hard to find something to laugh about. Yeah. Yeah. And so like our secret weapon was just find something mm-hmm. funny to watch. And you know what? When you see your spouse struggling, be that catalyst. Yes. Like don't don't just ignore that. Yeah. They need your support in those moments, right? Because sometimes, like, some your spouse is in the suck more than you're in the suck, right? And and sometimes you guys might be in different places, but it's okay to be in different places, but support each other yeah. in those places, right? When you know that you know your spouse has had a shit day at work, do something to put a smile on their face yeah. and remind them to have joy at the end of the day. Um, you know, there's, there's times that like, sometimes we lose perspective, right? And we're having a moment where we're just done with the kids or done with work or done with something else. And we have to remind each other that, Hey, it's not a negotiable. Yeah. Like that's, we're going to fucking have joy about this because it's not negotiable in our life. So, and something like practical skill Mm -hmm. is sharing where you found joy. If you see your spouse struggling, have a conversation like, let me tell you about this moment today. It was really cool. And it doesn't have to be like you showing off. Just having that like, can I share this story with you? Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes like when when we're like having a hard time or struggling and and I don't get to see all the stuff that goes on because I'm out working and Emily's at home a lot. And so she's very purposeful to tell me, hey, I got to see um, this practice like worked out and them yeah. getting a hold of this and, and they, they initiated or they, they were the driving force in this non-negotiable for us. It's, it's really cool. And so it, it just, it makes you really happy as a parent to see your kids getting a hold of this stuff because it's changing their life while it's changing ours. Yeah. So, and it, it really does like we're, the coolest, like sweet, happy moment. We were watching hook. Oh yeah. What is that 1990? Robert Williams. I miss that motherfucker. Man, and it was so good. It was one of our favorites growing one, one up. Of my, yeah, like Die Hard. I loved that movie as a kid. Um, I love that that scene where they're chucking imaginary food the, at yeah, each the other. the food fight scene. Oh, that's my favorite. Where everything comes to life. Yep. It's like everything comes to full color. And we watched it with our kids for the first time like a week ago. Mm. And their eyes just lit up. I mean, big as baseball bats. Their jaws dropped when the, the food became real. Yep. And... Like just watching it through their eyes, like I was in tears. <laughs> like it was um, one of my favorite movies. It was really cool to see our kids get happiness from something that we, we got happiness, happiness from. as a kid, yeah. right? Like I was like, oh, I can't wait to show them this movie. And it, but it, I mean, like amplified yeah. our like that feel good moment because now we got to see how happy it made them, mm-hmm. and it still made us happy. Yeah. It was like this happiness upon happiness. But it was like this cool example because in the movie. Peter Pan has to find his happy thought. And so like what an example of like you have a superpower. Your superpower is whatever you do the best. So if you're in sales, that's your superpower because Lord knows not everybody can do that. If you're a mom, if you're a dad, like being a mom is a real superpower. (laughs) Those are real superpowers, but you have to find your happy thought to really push that to the next level. So what is your happy thought? And in Peter Pan, happy thought was his son. Yeah. And it was remembering who his well, it was, son it was. It was Hook and it was Pan. We're not allowed to say the Peter and the Pan word together because those are trademarked. I'm sorry. And then Hook. you have to say them separate. It was Hook. So if you're Peter related Pan. to a mouse and you're listening to this, those words were not in the same Sentence connection ever. ever. Um, I don't know if that's a thing, but we're going to just err on the safe side there. Um <laughs> 
So, but like, yeah, he, so he had to kind of have a thought to put things into perspective yeah. and draw him back into his happy place yeah. because sometimes we get lost in that moment. Right. And, and sometimes it's hard and we, you know, you almost, you get sucked into the suck sometimes. Yeah. And so the idea is having those thoughts that in those weaker moments that you're just, you're having a hard time that you can pull those things out and reference them and kind of regain some perspective. So find those mm-hmm. happy thoughts. We encourage you to write them down, commit them to memory, and they might change over time, but find the happy thoughts now. What are the things that bring you absolute pure joy? Mm -hmm. And it can be a silly YouTube video. It can be your child. It can be the first time they took a step or the first time they peed on the table. (laughs) Like Whatever it is that will always make you smile and always make you laugh no matter what time of day you think about it, that's the happy thought. I've got this really cute picture of my first two-year-old and me <laughs> on my phone and we're just like looking right at each other it's really adorable and so it was like, when she was still like she had all her baby fat oh, and yeah. so like she's so she's, just, she's so round I just want to squish her <laughs> so but and she likes to look at the picture now mm-hmm. on your phone because she, i don't know that she fully reckoned like she knows that it's addy but i don't know that she realizes like that's what i used to look like yeah. it hasn't clicked like that's a baby like no that's you as a baby but seeing her look at it and recognize that it makes you smile yeah. is really cool too because it makes her smile that you're smiling at her. So so find those things in your life that just make you tick. And, and really like you've got to have gratitude towards things, right? Like you've right. got to find things every day and be intentional about looking at life through a, a, a lens of gratitude. Yes. Find things to be thankful for. And, and look at first, it, it might just be stupid stuff. Like you might look, hear this and say, well, I don't have anything in my life to be thankful for. Well, you got a phone in your hand if you're listening to this yeah. or a computer or um, an iPad or, or you've got some type of device, right? So you should be pretty thankful for that. There's a lot of people that don't have that. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't have those and you're borrowing something, well, hey, you got hearing, yeah. There's there's some people in the world that can't hear this or or see this if you're watching on YouTube. So so be thankful for that. Have some gratitude for those things. And it's pulling even the things that you may not even recognize, the unseen. So like my power bill was twice what it should have been. Oh, you mean you got electricity? Yeah, see? But that's how that works because now all of a sudden this thing that has made me unhappy mm-hmm. reminds me to find gratitude because I have something that maybe somebody else does. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can figure out how to pay this bill because I have a job and I'm able to work and I'm grateful that I have a job. That you I hit can. your boy up on some solar <laughs> shameless plug. But it's those things like I have, I have a network of yeah. people right? That can find a job. If I'm really searching for this, I probably have a network of people that can plug me in somewhere. Oh, if you don't have a network of people, you have a, a phone to access a network of people. Yeah. You have legs to walk and find people that will employ you. Um, you have uh, lungs to go outside and breathe the air to be able to walk down the road. Yeah. When, you, when you look at things through gratitude's perspective and through that lens, um, it's really, really becomes natural to find things to be thankful for. You have to practice the habit though, yeah. because it's, it's a habit that you have to develop. Yes. Um, and at first it's finding things that are stupid, mundane, mundane, almost, yeah. right? Because when you're, when you're miserable mm-hmm. or you choose not to f- be happy, um, sometimes it's hard to see those things. Sometimes they're all around you and you're just blind to them. So but maybe you're really still struggling Do you know that you can be the person that creates that unseen happiness for somebody else? And that actually brings Mm. joy too. Yeah. Those, those random acts of kindness going and paying for somebody's tank of gas or buying a candy bar for the cashier because it looks like she's had a rough day. And so you throw a candy bar on the conveyor Mm. belt as you're checking out and you just hand it to her and walk away. Well, and it's, and it's not to be, not to do those things from a place to be seen, but to do it because it, it, it helps you have joy, joy yeah. right? It makes you feel like, think about giving your kids gifts on Christmas, mm-hmm. watching them unwrap them. If you never open a gift to yourself on Christmas, it wouldn't make one hill of a difference because you get to see yeah. it through their eyes. 
that's I mean, Christmas has changed entirely oh, yeah. since entirely we've had children. For us. Like, like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? I don't I want mean, shit. Yeah. I want to sit on the couch and watch my kids yes. open presents. Yeah. And that's what it's uh, that's what it's about. It makes you feel good yeah. when you do good for other people. So that's I mean, that's well, another way to It's like we were we were at the springs today. We took the kids this afternoon and and uh, we were able to get away for a couple hours and and do some swimming. Mm-hmm. Um and at the end of the day, I was in the little store um just grabbing a couple of drinks as we were heading out. We were a little parched and I was talking with the lady behind the counter. And she was like, Oh, if you're not watching the news right now, there's a storm headed towards us. And we're kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, hurricane party, hurricane party. (laughs) But, uh, um, but there's some people who are not as stable in that mindset. Yeah. And in this particular lady, she lives in an RV. She's a camp host at the campground. Mm-hmm. And so they get to travel around the country and host camps. But the campground's closing. And for whatever reason, they're making all the camp hosts leave too. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I have no idea where I'm going. I got to find somewhere to put my RV or a hotel or something like that. So I don't know this lady, but I say, hey, I got room for you. I mean, if you want to come park, I got plenty of places for you to park. Yeah. And like that, just like her face and the joy that she got on her face that a stranger would offer like a place of solitude or safety for them. Um, it doesn't impact me. Like I told her, I don't, I don't have facilities, but I mean, if you just need a place even, and she's like, I might even just need a place to, to park my camper so that I can go stay somewhere. Yeah. Come on, here's my number. Yeah. And she said, well, I'll give you some money. I said, I don't need your money. If, if we were all just good neighbors, the world would be a lot better. The world would be a lot better place. Yeah. So, um, you know, just, and what just knowing and having the peace did for her on, on her face, I could, you could just see that it was like, all right, well, if nothing else, I've got that. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes giving people those, those nuggets and, and just loving on people and allowing them to see that there's, there's still humanity in yeah, the world they're still good out yeah there. so so you've you've got to have just a grateful spirit and and really look at things from that perspective and so um exercise that do it every day um there's a, a couple apps you can use or, or places you can go where you can actually um log a couple things a day for you yeah. and it'll keep track of it um, Ryan right. Stuman has a, an app called, it's not a, it's a web-based app. It's called G code. Um, search it up and, and you can, I mean, it, it's just, you just put a couple things in there. It's going to ask you if you did your workout today and all that stuff. It, it's, it builds a routine yeah. and, and makes you be intentional about it. Yeah. But you can also, and we've talked about this, like keep a gratitude journal outside of an mm-hmm. app. You don't have to do it on your phone. Yeah. You can write it maybe, down. Maybe you're not techie. Maybe Maybe web stuff's not your thing. Well, and maybe it is, but you need something else to unplug. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a different way to express this. Yeah. So writing down, it, there is something that triggers the brain because you're looking for these things that they become more and more apparent because you're actually purposely looking for them. Yeah. And we've talked about this a couple of times, like, and we'll reiterate it again because it really, it is, it, it does make a difference. So, <clears throat> but we were talking about some of the things that we see in our generation and that it's really easy to just sit and be idle and kind of stew in our misery. And it's when we own it, when we own where we're at and we own where we're going, there's not time to just sit and be idle. Well, I I think one of the biggest things that we see is that like (laughs) people start feeling sorry for themselves or they get in this funk and then our natural inclination is to to park in front of Netflix or, um, you know, whatever your poison is and binge watch 17 episodes and feel sorry for ourselves. Um, and so you, you kind of get in this funk and before you know it, um, it's been a a couple hours, couple days, couple weeks, um, and you're still stuck. Yeah. And I think what, so what we find is that when you, you shut the world out because it's really easy to <laughs> yeah. shut the world out now. I mean, you can basically live a life and never leave your fucking house. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can grocery shop and Amazon everything and, and access the world well, through a VR headset. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways that you can be a hermit now. Well, and since COVID, yeah. a lot of people are even working, from, working home. from home. So like, it's really easy just not to even leave your house. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to find connection 
outside of like it doesn't feel real and it doesn't build that value and it doesn't help with that happiness and that joy when you're stuck someplace yeah so you've got to get active you've got to move you've got to make some progress um do something right you can't just stay where you're at and just be miserable you've got to choose to be happy and so you know get up get out there and the the natural thing that occurs is kind of like if you've never like had a a workout routine and you start going to the gym all of a sudden. I know for me, um, I've, I've not ever been a big gym person or workout person, as you can tell, that's why I've gotten this way. And so when I first started working out, um, there was like this new energy that came just from starting to have the movement Mm -hmm. and the chemicals and endorphins that are released in your body. When you, you rip and tear muscles, they, they do this, this crazy thing to your energy level in your psyche that you just feel better and so and you, I, you crave it you crave it right like i i know there's like hey i, I feel like i need to pick some shit up today <laughs> <laughs> um so you know you you kind of get euphoric on those things mm-hmm. and so when you really start to move and put motion into progress the natural effect is that you gain momentum and start moving faster yeah and so do something you, you can't just sit by idle and and that's why that first non-negotiable owning your shit is so important because when you really get a hold of that, you can't sit still. Yeah, there's not it, time. Well, there might be time, but the whole time you're sitting still, you're reminding yourself that, hey, I'm the only person that can get myself off this fucking couch. Yeah. I'm the only person that can change my life. I'm the only person that can make this better. I'm the only person that can change my perspective. I'm the only person that can choose to have happiness in my life. I'm the only person that can make happiness happen in my life. And so the, the natural pers- pers- um, progression is when you choose to own your life and own your outcome, you're the only person that can change it. Yeah. And you are where you are because you put yourself there. And if you're staying there, it's your fault. Yeah. Right. And so that's why we say like, you've really got to get a hold of that first non-negotiable own your shit. And then once you understand that and you really live in that in your life, choosing joy will blow the lid off the whole thing. Because when you, it's really hard to tell a person who's smiling at you and just happy to fuck off. (laughs) Right. It's, it's really hard to tell a person no. You know, so if you're, especially like if you have a career like I do where I'm in sales and like my currency is my character, then, you know, when you're standing in front of somebody and you're exuding this, this joy and love in your life, they, they have a hard time telling you no. Right. And it's, it's not a, it's just about a transfer of energy, right? So we, there's a saying in our, in, in, in the sales industry that sales is just a transfer of energy, right? And so if, and it's true in life, if, if you're happy and you suck, you're going to draw sucky things towards you. If, if you're, if you're going to, I say happy, if you're miserable and you, you just suck all the time, you're going to draw that in towards you. Yeah. But if you're happy and you're joyful, other happy and joyful things are going to draw to you. And the byproduct of that is it just increases your, your joy and your happiness. So make the decision to do that. So, and we recognize that there are cycles in our life that kind of put us where we're at. Right. And we, by owning it, we have the, we have the power to change those cycles. So if we're stuck in this cycle of Netflix and binge and Netflix and chill, and I don't, I just want to come home and relax. I just want to come home and do nothing. I just want to do this, that by recognizing that, like, am I happy doing that thing? Is it really bringing me joy? Because I might be content. I might be comfortable, but can I say I have joy because I'm doing that? No, but I can tell you that I've found a lot of joy getting up at the butt crack at dawn and going for a walk, finding joy because I got to see the sunrise three days in a row. I got to see joy because I had the extra energy to keep going and run with my kids at the playground because it made a difference. And I'm changing the cycle, not just for me, but for everybody that I've come in contact with. You know, I think like sometimes you just get in these habits and these routines and doing things and you see this a lot in people's like older people's lives. Yeah. Like I've just done it, always done it that yeah. way. Um, and so that's the way I'm going to do it. Well, yeah, but you're fucking miserable. 
smile, <laughs> damn it. Like, just put a smile on your face, right? Like, why are you keep doing this? Why do you keep doing this thing to yourself that you hate? Yes. That you're miserable when you do. Why do you get up and go to a nine to five that brings no joy to your life? Why? Like, because it pays your bills. There's a hundred million ways to pay your bills. Yeah. Go find a way to pay your bills that puts a smile on your fucking face. Yeah. Right? When when you when you do that and your kids see you do that, it empowers them so much to find that thing in their life that makes them tick. And when when you really like find that thing that it just it's like this moment of just like, oh my God, I missed it the whole time. It was right in front of me. <laughs> and so like like we're we're living that right yeah. now, right? It's it's and it's really changed our perspective on everything that we do. Well, and it's brought I mean, like laser focus. Oh. I mean, t- I have always struggled with that word purpose, and it gets passed around in church everywhere you go. And it's like, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? What's your calling? And I've oh, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've always struggled with that, and you know, finding our purpose and finding our calling, even just within our family and the dynamic that our family has changed, it's shifted, it's brought laser focus. And now everything that has ever happened in my life and in our life has come in like, oh, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's why we did that because it brought us right to where we are, this precipice that everything comes into focus. And mm-hmm. so it was all this blurriness for a decade that like the pieces were there, but I didn't really understand why. And now we're here and the like, it's like I put glasses on yeah. <laughs> that I don't wear. It's like I put the glasses on. It's and like, oh, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that now. And what, yeah. I mean, what a cool perspective. So how, what are some ways now that as parents, we're passing that legacy of living with intentional joy right on to our children. And so that from age one and two right on mm-hmm. up that they are walking this these steps every step of the way that they don't ever know a life without being intentionally mm-hmm. joyful. I think the the one thing that we we do with them is we're constantly reminding them to have a happy heart. Yeah. Right? And that's so we, we say, hey, have a happy heart. Yeah. And so like it's you'll you'll tell one of them, hey, I, I need you to not <laughs> do that or I need you to to do this for me. Or like you're in correction and they get the attitude. And so right away we squash it like, Mm -hmm. Hey, happy heart. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not having a happy heart. You're right. (laughs) And they'll do a little sigh and then they'll perk right up and change their attitude. And it it doesn't always happen that way, but about 80% of the time and more frequently and much more frequently. Right. I mean, it's, it becomes a habit and it's habitual. Like you just, it's, it just becomes your character and who you are. Yeah. And they're encouraging each other to do yeah. the same thing. Like, no, you have to do it with a happy heart. Yeah, it's really cool when you hear your two-year-old yeah. yell back in the back seat at your happy seven-year-old, heart. "Happy hot, oh. be happy hot." <laughs> so, and it, but it's the little things like telling jokes yep. and laughing with your kids, and. When your two-year-old tells, uh, why did the chicken cross the road joke for the 13th oh, time? Oh, it's the best joke ever. It doesn't have a punchline. It's just, why did the chicken cross the road? And then yeah. she laughs, like, belly laughs out of her car seat. And, like, it's just hysterical. Like, it's a fake laugh to start with because you know that she's telling you a joke. But seeing her just get this absolute, just over-the-top joy from it, it you can't help but laugh. Well, I, I think that, like we kind of we lose respect for what laughter does to us the actual physical act of yes. laughter right and and you just think about the last time that you just belly rolled on the floor with somebody <laughs> that you were just like uncontrollably happy right um and how lifting that was yeah. for you and if if you've never experienced that man like I'm just, I'm telling you, you need to find some new friends and get around some people that just bring joy to your life. Cause when you can get in a room with some people and just cut up and have a good time and it's, it's just so freeing and it does so much to you. I know like there's, there's people who, um, like Tony Robbins talks about like yelling in the morning and Andy Andrews talks about laughing in the morning. And I was, I was thinking about this like physical act of laughing and Emily, 
she didn't even know I'm going to tell this story, but she tells this story about her dad in the mornings when they were kids. <laughs> um, what did he say? You look marvelous. Right? And so <laughs> when I was thinking about this, I thought about that. I was like, oh my God, that's what he was doing. Yeah. Like he was choosing to be happy. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's cool that even though like we don't see all these traits, even in our own parents, that sometimes as we're learning this and growing in this, you can see some of those things woven into your life. Um, but, but physically take time to let laughter out of your body because it, it is contagious. Yeah. And, and with your children, do it with your your kids and do it when with your spouse. Yes. So even when you don't realize that they're looking because they're always looking, enjoy mm-hmm. your spouse. Oh, yeah. And laugh with them. It's it's okay to be silly and goofy and wrestle and tickle your spouse. Oh, yeah. Like it's, those are appropriate. Get nasty and smile. <laughs> it's a, but it's a, an appropriate way for them to see that adults interact oh, that yeah. way, right? Like it doesn't have to be sexual. Well, I, I misunderstood. Don't go, na- don't don't get go nasty, nasty in front of your kids. Children. I misunderstood. It's not a sexual thing, but it's okay to Oh yeah, to we be, pick at each other all the time. have playful interactions mm-hmm. with your spouse in front of your children. Yeah. Like that's appropriate for them to see that this is how grownups are allowed to interact well, with each other. Well, and look, I think if if there's one thing as parents that I'm I try to be super conscious about, your kids are going to love the way that they see you love. And so you need to be super purposeful to love healthy because your kids are going to love that way. And fathers, your daughters are going to look for love the way that you love their mother Mm. and son and and fathers, your, your sons are going to love their wives Mm -hmm. the way that you love their mother. And so when you get a hold of that, and you can really understand that, man. It fucks up your world when you fuck up. Like mm-hmm. when 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 you have those moments that like you're weak and, and you met, you say things that are hurtful or you do things that are hurtful. Like when you think about it through that perspective, that shit. Like like I've gotta I've gotta own that yeah. and tell everybody I was sorry because my kids are gonna pick that up. And so like like the things that were were ingraining in these guys and, and these kids, they're gonna carry on to the next generation. That's my legacy. That's Emily's legacy, right? And like if if we don't pass on good traits, our name is going to continue to stay idle, right? Like you're not growing and and look I don't I'm not saying there's anything wrong with my name, but like I want I want my life to add value to my to worth to my legacy. And so when when you love well, that's enough. Like if that's the only thing I passed on to my kids is how to love and, and how to, to cherish people, then that's enough for me. I want to, I want to give them more. Don't get me wrong, but that's fucking huge yeah. alone. And so like take time with your spouse to, to have fun and let your kids know that it's okay to have fun. Don't take yourself so seriously yeah. that you're just this stick in a mud all the time and you come home from work and you do your routine and you don't smile and you don't take time out of your night to be intentional with them and with your spouse, um, that they don't ever get to see the joy because when, when your kids, you know, don't get to see that in you, they just think that that's normal process and that's how they're supposed to be. Well, and they have to grow up to be like, yeah. And so they start to emulate that because they think, well, that's what's going to happen anyways. Mm -hmm. This is, Lead by example. Yeah. So what what are some other things you do? I know that we're, we're wrapping up here, but I feel yeah. like um, random acts of kindness, kindness. Yeah. with the kids is something that brings a lot of joy to our family. And it's something that we kind of, we set out a mm-hmm. list and it's actually part of our homeschool <laughs> is we have a list of random acts of kindness that we kind of work on throughout the year. And so we try to get 100 acts of random acts mm-hmm. of kindness throughout our school year. And it's so simple. Yeah, It's not big so it's things. Like you bought like donuts one time and just took them to the fire station. Yeah. Kids and, talk about that all the time. Well, and 
you know, we did it three or four times. Mm-hmm. And like the first two times they're like, well, can we see the fire truck? I'm like, I, you know, that's not why we're doing this. And it, it's not about us. It's, yeah. It's not about us. We're just taking this because these guys help us. Right. And we're and not doing help. it to get anything out of the no. situation in return. They don't even know, need to know that we were here. And we've left donuts just at the front desk and left a note mm-hmm. knowing that like somebody was coming back. Um, but like the, I think it was the fourth time the the chief was actually at the fire uh, the fire station when mm-hmm. we dropped him. He was so tickled. He let them get in the truck and like put on the hats, and then they actually got a call and he let them stand up on the the platform in the fire department and let the let them watch as all the fire people all the firemen came down the pole, got their uh, coats on, and the sirens blared and off they went. And the chief was there just like grinning ear to ear that they through because again he saw it through their eyes eyes. and like it brought him joy to see how Mm -hmm. much joy it brought them and it and that was not why we did it but man it it put in them like there is so much reward in giving to other people too so but helping them express gratitude and doing it on purpose like say thank you and be gr- grateful for your children and to your children. When your children do something, recognize them and thank them. Like it is not their obligation to to sh- to be there for you. Like you should be grateful for your children and talk to them and express to them. Like, hey, you did a really good job. I'm so thankful that you were there to su- to support me and that you were had such a good attitude today. We went to the Springs a couple weeks ago, and we just had a really good time, and they were really well mannered. And I, we got in the car and I just took the time, like even before we left the parking, like, guys, thank you. That was so much fun. I enjoyed so much time spending with you. Thank you for like being helpful for mommy and helping yeah, me it, carry the bag. It's almost like making a big deal out of the little things yeah. is so impactful for somebody. It's, it's just like when you tell your kids, hey, like you did that so good, like you crushed it. Yeah. And just the the look on their face like, oh yeah, dad thinks I'm awesome, yeah. you know? And, and so you get to pass that on. It really is contagious, but you've got to lead by example and you've got to be intentional about it. So, and I'll tell you that the repetition in our life that we're making this a habit mm-hmm. is making a habit for our children. Yeah. And so our two-year-old, she has a wide array of emotions, but sometimes she gets very upset and mm-hmm. very unhappy and like the world is coming down and she throws herself on the floor in the most dramatic Disney princess fashion. And she will come to her senses for a second and she will say, mommy, happy song. Yeah. And there's one or two songs that we will play that actually are our happy songs and their music that we listen to on purpose that have that lesson. Yeah. And it, it brings her peace enough that she can calm herself down by listening to that. And that is making the impact. And seeing our two-year-old grasp that is life-changing. It really is. So it's it's really cool when you see your kids get a hold of this stuff because you know that it's it's working, like it's doing its its job. Yeah. When when you're pouring it out and you're you're trying to to really let them grab a hold of it. Because like, listen, if you can get a hold of these non-negotiables in your family's life, it's going to change your family yeah. and, and it's going to change your kids. It's going to allow them to have character traits that are going to make them successful in life. Yeah. And you're going to grow. You're going to grow financially and emotionally and spiritually. Like it's just, it, there's a lot of acceleration that goes on in your life when you get a hold of these things. So, so take the time to be intentional about just having joy every day and not allowing the suck to rob you of all those moments that you miss out on when you give into it. So that is non-negotiable number two. Uh, We've got five more. Yes, five more. And uh, if you haven't listened to number one, go back and listen to it and then probably listen to number two again. Yes. So we are so excited that you guys are on this journey with us. Stay tuned. Um, Thursday, we're going to do our yeah. live. Thursday, on, we're going to change the live up a little bit. We're yeah. going to have a bunch of people here Thursday night. <laughs> like way, way more than we normally do. Yeah. So we <laughs> um, this storm is coming in and, and we've got um, some friends and family that might be staying with us to help ride, like just to ride the storm out here. Um, so we're going to do um, a hurricane party on uh, Thursday night at 1030. Yeah. Um, internet. 
Yeah. Like being the big asterisk to that. We have satellite. We're using Starlink. And so with real, real bad weather, we do lose internet service. So as long as it's still not horrible, which I don't think it's supposed to be. I think the storm is supposed to make landfall um, like early morning Friday. So okay. I think that we might just be ahead of it enough to be able to, to get alive in there. Um, so we'll see. But join us on Facebook for that. Um, bring your favorite bottle of beverage because we're going to need it to get through this one um and that's how you have a hurricane yeah, that's party. how you have a hurricane party um and so join us for that one thank you guys for coming out tonight and listening um jesus fucking loves you fuck, fuck, your, excuses. fuck your excuses and uh, have a great night thanks guys